And I just said, lock the doors, lock the windows. We're not having any more teachers. It became a tug of war between the students and the principal. Your intuition always speaking to you. Your intuition asking you to go back and check that door. Your intuition asking you to wake up now. Now's the time to wake up. Your intuition telling you that, you know what? You need to become friends with this person. You need to get to know this person. Have you ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? It's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley, and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the power of Storytelling Podcast. Welcome. It's great to have you with us today. And we're going to be talking about a subject that I think is overlooked a lot, but is hugely important no matter where you are in the world, no matter what it is that you're doing, whether you have a nine to five job, whether you run your own business, whether you are a leader, an influencer, a celebrity, whatever else it is. This, I think, is the key to so much. We're going to be talking today about whether or not intuition is the silent partner in your business, in your life. I'm delighted to have with me today the fabulous Victoria Dio. She helps people fall in love with their lives, using their intuition, helping them to discover their true purpose so that they can have emotional, financial and spiritual wealth. What's not to love? Victoria, it's brilliant to have you with us today. Welcome to The Power of Storytelling. Thank you, Nick. This is wonderful. I've never seen you speak on on a camera. It's amazing. It's fascinating. <laughs> well, you know that I started out in radio. So that was actually my, when I first started out, I used to read the news on local radio and then it was national radio and then I went to TV. So that's my background. That's what I do. So it was a natural kind of thing to actually come back to do a podcast. It was like almost like I've gone 360 degrees. And when we're talking about intuition and what lights you up and finding your purpose and everything else, for me, it was always, it started off with storytelling, but from the storytelling, when my teacher said to me, age six, Nicola, can you now stand up now that you've written over a thousand words in your story about the cat, the witch and the spaceship, can you now stand up in front of the whole school and read out the story, I did it as I would always do it. So I performed it and did everything. And then the penny dropped for everyone. And they were like, whenever we need someone to perform or stand up or talk or whatever, Nicola. I guess that's how it goes, isn't it? In terms of using the gifts that you have got. But first of all, you've got to get to that stage. You've got to be able to identify what those gifts are. Let's talk about you because <laughs> when when it comes to gifts, you are really gifted and you've been a natural leader all of your life without you even realizing you were. Take me back to some of your school days and those moments where 
everyone used to just say, Vic, what do we do about this? I remember when I was about eight years old, I'd moved back to Cameroon. So I'm a born and half-bred Yorkshire lass from Leeds. And I moved back to Cameroon at the age of six. And I remember at one point in Cameroon, at the time as a child, you were meant to be seen and not heard. My parents had a very busy social life. Like there was always something going on. And on this particular occasion, I woke up and my parents were ready to travel probably for about a good two hours one way, another two hours the other way. And I just said, you can't travel. And it had nothing to do with me not wanting them to go out. It had nothing to do with me being needy or anything. It was very matter of fact, you can't travel today. And I'll always remember this. My parents unpacked the car and stayed at home. And it was never mentioned again. It was very simple. You can't travel today. They unpacked. And normally my parents would argue or with me that they'd say, you know, what do you mean? As the for don't be so soft or something. But no, they literally unpacked the car and stayed at home. Did you ever find out what could have happened if they had have travelled then? I'll say no from a logical perspective. However, every time I tell that story, I see a car accident and I've never linked it because here's the thing, as much as I am severely intuitive in a good way, I have been trained so much to be logical that my logical brain will always try and disconnect it which is why I am the perfect person to help people who don't believe in intuition or who are are really further removed from the intuition to work with because I know what it's like to have to train your intuition to be in line with your life and your business. You've got people who have managed to hone in into their intuition. Those aren't necessarily my clients because it's very easy to work with them. I want the people who struggle who have tantrums trying to correct intuition because it's scary. It's almost as if you're, you're on, I'm a celebrity and you have to jump off that ledge. You know, that's what your intuition is because you get to find things and discover things that aren't necessarily scary, but are incredibly beneficial to you, but are scary when you think about them. Does that make sense? It completely does. I completely understand where you're coming from. The story I'd love to hear from you is the moment where your classmates, you're at school and your classmates look up to you in such a way, because I do think this taps into your natural born leadership skills that you do have. You walk into a room, it lights up. You are about to walk on stage. Everyone is like focused on what's she going to do? What's she going to say? And everything else. And that is a gift in itself. But tell me about that moment where you were at school, something happened and everyone looked at you. So I was 15. I was at day school and we'd just had a new principal. Now, I was in Cameroon at this time. Cameroon has a very different way of bringing up children. Corporal punishment wasn't unheard of. It was actually quite normal um, to be whipped at school if you were naughty. To give you some context, the town I lived in was bilingual. So we spoke both French and English. This principal was French speaking. So he already had a very different way of disciplining children than the English speaking side of the school would would do. He 
used to terrorize the school. I remember him whipping children to inches away from their lives. But this was way before you would go in and complain to a parent and what have you and stuff. And a lot of these children lived with uncles and aunts who were in corporate jobs. So they didn't have the time to come and speak to a teacher to find out what on earth had gone wrong. On this particular day, though, we were in class and we were a year away from taking our GCEs, I think. We didn't have a teacher and we were all sat in our desk, but we we're talking. And the principal walked past and he saw this girl stood up. So as he walked in, she sat down and in front of the whole class, he whipped her to pieces. I don't care what you're used to. This was not OK. And a lot of the children in the classroom were people who were completely traumatized by this. And it got so bad that everybody just turned around to me and said, Vic, what do we do? And I just said, lock the doors, lock the windows. We're not having any more teachers. And we had a French school about a mile away. And we got someone, I don't know how, we got someone to pass on the message and we closed the whole school. When teachers tried to come and teach, they weren't allowed in. It became a tug of war between the students and the principal because it's, the teachers just gave up and went home. But we ended up having the army because the principal called the army. We had tear gas sprinkled around us. My poor dad, God bless his soul, came to pick me up and I sent a message to say, tell him to go home. We're not leaving. Some French students took the principal's car, burnt it to pieces. And a few hours later, we never saw the principal ever again. He got removed from the school. And it just so happened that I think this was on a Friday because by Monday, we had a new principal. The school was a lot calmer and everything just went to quiet. And it's so funny that I'm telling you this story because for years, I'd forgotten that this had happened. I completely put it to the back of my mind. And whilst I was at school that time, I got treated, I don't know if it's as a result of that, but I did get treated with a lot of respect. People would come to me to make decisions about their relationships, whether they should date a particular person, what they should do about exams or what they should do about choices that they, uh, subjects that they chose in school and so much more. I just became that person. And even now there are people who I've known, especially some of the guys or men who say to me, because of you, I couldn't date that girl because she said I was going to come and ask Vic first. <laughs> they still hold it against me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know. But I did have that level of leadership with my peers, which was quite amazing. I went to a party maybe a couple of decades later and somebody said, do you remember you're that Victoria who closed the whole school and got rid of the principal? I was like, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That is exactly why I wanted you to come onto the podcast, because people need to hear how incredible you actually are. Like in our kind of circles in the online space and everything else, everyone knows Victoria and everything else. But I don't think they quite realise the gifts that you have. I don't think they're actually fully aware. And when we're talking about is intuition sitting with us as a silent partner, hugely important, isn't it? So talk me through intuition and the role that it can actually play in people's lives. Your intuition is 
your second greatest gift from God. Whatever you believe in, it's your second greatest gift. So you get your breath, which breathes life into you. Then you get your intuition, which is why a baby knows who its mum is as soon as it's born. It's all the baby has to be able to determine whether it's safe or not. However, we are conditioned from the moment we're born to start to get rid of the intuition. We start to absorb our parents' fears, loves. We also start to absorb our families, even the nurses in the hospital. We start to absorb it. You've heard of the phrase, children like sponges. We absorb everything. And straight away, we start to learn how to not use our intuition. Then we get told when to go to school, what school to go to, how to learn, what's right and what's wrong. And I say that in inverted commas and quotes. You get taught what's normal and what's not. And all of those things start to dilute your intuition. Your intuition, though, is your most powerful asset because you know when something doesn't align with you. I'm not going to use the terms right or wrong because I believe right or wrong is subjective to your culture, to how you've been brought up, where you live and so much more. But whether something aligns with you or not is your intuition always speaking to you. Your intuition asking you to go back and check that door. Your intuition asking you to wake up now. Now's the time to wake up. Your intuition telling you that, you know what, you need to become friends with this person. You need to get to know this person and so much more. And here's the thing. Our ego sits very close to our intuition. The reason why people get confused is because the ego is so close to the intuition that sometimes we never know whether we're coming from a place of our higher selves which is your intuition, or we're coming from a place of lack, which is the ego. So that's where people get confused and then they'd rather take no action than some action. So imagine that in your business. So a lot of people come and spend time with me on my business Oracle program. It's my signature program, which I absolutely adore. And one of the things that businesses find is that intuition has a place in every single ounce of your business. So, for example, you can work with your intuition to decide what to call your business. You can work into your intuition to see what needs to be part of your business. You can actually even work with your intuition to decide what products and services need to go into your business. So, for example, Business Oracle was never, ever part of my logical plan because I don't see myself as a business expert, but I am an intuitive expert. However, I sat at this very desk and downloaded information. So that was me allowing my intuition to come through and created a program that has all to do about business and intuition. And you can actually use your intuition to overcome conflict, to create more powerful relationships. So a lot of people see me walk around and create several incredible opportunities and I don't need to do anything. And people go, well, it's you, isn't it, Vic? It's you. And it's like, no, I'm using my intuition when I meet people. What does that mean? I come from the heart. I'm not thinking in my head. So in my heart, I'm going, I would love to speak to this person. I want to hear about this person. I'm going to give my time to this person. I'm going to get to know them as opposed to being in your head, which will say, 
what can I get from that person? It's so important to, I think, always approach every relationship in that way. Looking at journalists in particular, if you approach a relationship like what what can I get out of this? Well, it's like um, if you're looking at an energetic exchange, actually, that's that's just a one way connection. Whereas if you are actually giving and taking, but it is an exchange as you go along, it works so much better. So always, I would always advise that anyway, always go into every single relationship. What can I do for you? How can I make things easier for you? You touched on so many really salient points for me when we were talking about intuition there. Because I've always been, and I always say, even to my nine-year-old, trust your gut instinct. Trust what that inner voice is telling you about a given situation. Because if you don't feel safe or something doesn't quite feel right about someone or something, listen. Because if you ignore it, you do so at a cost because nine times out of 10, it's there to keep you safe. A lot of people are now scared of making mistakes. And a lot of people equate intuition to perfection. And that's not what this is. So your intuition will sometimes train you to listen to it. So I'll give you a good example. This happened last night. So last night I was cooking. I love to cook. I baked some meat, made some rice, made a bit of stew, dished my food, switched off the cooker and walked away. And I'm sat down eating and I'm like, I can smell meat. I was like, yeah, but you've just switched off the oven and the cooker. I was like, yeah, carried on eating, carried on eating. And then I went to the kitchen and I'd left the oven on. And luckily the meat was still okay, just. And I was like, Vic, you just ignored your intuition. Like you got given at least three warnings to go and check the meat and you brushed it off. And it's so funny because I also get given material to speak when I'm speaking in public like this. And it's a great conversation to have because I know I'm not the only person that will sometimes ignore their intuition. Even though my intuition is second to none, I am still a human being. And that's another thing that people forget. People assume that because you're intuitive, because you're spiritual, that you are of a different class of a human being than not. No, my soul may be evolved. It's not that evolved, to be fair, but I'm still a human being, which means I let things slip sometimes, like yesterday. The message that came to me yesterday was that your intuition is also your teacher. If I had gone to the oven and the oven had been off, my head would have said to me, what a waste of time. And actually, your heart, where your intuition will connect to, will say, actually, we're just training you so that when something really important happens, you will pay attention. Having intuition sat alongside you as that silent partner that can come in and just say, hang on a second, have you thought about this? Or hang on a second, what about that? How important is that? Is intuition the silent partner in your business, life, wherever it is that you may be. And it's encouraging people to really start tapping into that. So 
what are the steps that people can start to take if they're like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying, Vic. This sounds really, really good. How can I start to listen to this, especially if they're not used to doing that? As a silent partner, intuition isn't loud. Intuition is all knowing. That's why I call it your silent partner. But I've had clients who've made hundreds of thousands of business deals because they've seen beyond what's there. And that has given them the edge against other competitors. Now, as a business owner, having a routine in the morning where you allow yourself to just be and just think. So I used to be that person when I was part of the corporate exec world where I would wake up in the morning, shower and go to work. Now I wake up and I take a few moments to myself because that is the best time for those unhindered thoughts to come through. And this is where your genius comes in, okay? So having that moment in the morning to just allow yourself to be, no phone, no conversations. So the only person I'll speak to in the morning is my mum. And that will be after a certain point. I don't care who you are. I'm not picking up the phone. So I will normally have that quiet space to just allow these great ideas to come through or just to allow me to think about the day ahead. I also then do my practice, which is I do some exercise, very light exercise, and it allows my body to open up to allow for energy to flow through. Then I do my meditations. My meditations, they range from anything from 30 minutes to an hour. But I started doing meditations that were five minutes. I deliberately have created meditations that are about five minutes to about maybe 15 because I know how restless I became when I was doing meditations. Now, what meditations do is they help you to slow down your thoughts. So your thoughts normally, especially if you have children, you have a business, you've got the schools to deal with, you've got clients to deal with, and so much more and relationships and everything else, your your mind is literally flipping back and forth. So you need something to stop it and slow it down so that the, the magic can come out. And that's what meditation does. I also then write down any ideas that have come up. So I'm always scribbling. And the reason why I scribble is because sometimes intuitive thoughts don't stay for long. So they're literally just like, they hit and they disappear, and they hit and they disappear. So it's nice to sort of like write them down so you can remember them. I was picking up my car yesterday from the garage and on my way, I think on my way there, I was stood at a bus stop and I was speaking into my phone. It's the way I journal because I, I'm not, I don't like writing as much. So I journal into my phone and I created a whole offer because I had connected to my intuition. So journaling is also a really good way. So those are a few tips to use, but quiet, quiet, silence is the key. Entrepreneurs such as Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, J.K. Rowling, all insisted on using their intuition to create their businesses. I've read about Steve Jobs where if you did not embody your intuition, you'd be in trouble with him because he knew that's what would set him aside from all the other competitors. That's how the iPod came to be. Richard Branson has famously said that his businesses would not have survived without levels of intuition. 
Oprah said the same thing. J.K. Rowling's book especially, I have spoken to some of the world's best intuits and healers, and they said that that book was not man-made. It all came from intuition. That's how powerful your intuition can be in your business and in your home as well. It is incredible. I'm going to have to get you a copy of my book, Mug the One for the Dancing Wizard, because it's about a little girl who uses her intuition to get herself through the journey that she is and to rescue her classmates. So I will get that one to you. Victoria, I could chat to you about this all day, literally all day. But if anyone's listening and they're thinking, I want to find out more about Vic. I want to know what she's up to, how I can work with her and all of those kind of things. Where can they find you? The best way to find me is come and follow me on Instagram at Manifestation Kitchen and drop me a message. Um, Also check on the link on my bio because there's loads of information in there. Otherwise, find me on Facebook. They're the best ways to get hold of me. Um, We're currently updating the website, which is manifestationkitchen.com. And of course, we'll add all of your details onto the show notes so that if you want to find all the details, then you can. Um, Victoria, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It's been brilliant to have you with us. Thank you. I had so much fun. And if you are thinking, am I ready for PR? Do I take that next step? Don't forget, you can take our free quiz, pr-quiz.com, and find out for yourself what areas you are absolutely smashing it at or what areas you may well need to lean into a bit more so that you can get seen in the media. Because the more that you're seen, the more that you're heard, the more impact you can go on to have. Until next time on the podcast, we'll see you then.